Welcome back again to another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast. With me, your host, DVO Derek Van Otten, where I'm helping you become the peak signing agent you are meant to be because you deserve it. All right, story time. Who wants to hear a story? Uh, and of course, we're not talking about any old story, we're not talking about a fairy tale. We're talking about uh, a signing agent mishap. Okay, so uh, a good signing service owner friend of mine uh, reached out to me and just said, hey, do you know any notaries uh, that can help me out with this situation? Uh, anyway, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this notary. I said, okay, I've never, I've never heard of that notary or used that notary, so let me know how it goes. And she definitely let me know how it went. So let me tell you the story and let me share with you my takeaways for you to become a peak signing agent so you don't make the same mistakes. Okay. So the situation was she was trying to find a notary. Uh, the title company was in one county. The signing was taking place in another county. So the signing agent would have to travel to the signers in, in, in one county and then travel back to the uh, where the title company was to drop off documents. They were trying to fund the same day. So keep that in mind. The title company is trying to fund the same day. The signing service owner friend of mine let me know the situation and she also let the signing agent aware of the situation as well and I'm sure she was being compensated very well for that well situations arose now my friend was messaging me oh what time were they originally messaging me um at 10.45 in the morning, so I got my computer up to looking at the uh, text message thread. At 10.45 in the morning, she let me know of the situation, of like what kind of signing it, it was going to be. Um, and she was also saying, hey, it's also funding today, but, you know, don't have documents. Um, and I, and I kind of joked with her and I said, yeah, I'm a story of my life. <laughs> where they were trying to get things signed and guess what we don't have documents so uh i'm looking here and at 11 o'clock she assigned the notary so that was 11 o'clock so 10 45 she was messaging me about the situation uh 11 05 she said all right got the notary and she did say this and I said, no, I don't know. I don't know who that notary is. And she said, well, she had this notary does have some bad reviews, but I've used her, used her a couple of times, and, she, and the documents were were executed properly. That was again at eleven oh five. At four forty, the signing service owner friend messages me and says, oh my gosh, this notary hasn't gotten back to the title company yet. This was at four forty, and they're trying to fund. The same day, mind you. Well, what time do title companies usually close? Usually around 5 o'clock. <laughs> and then she said, don't ever use her. Then she forwarded me a snapshot of the email from her client, the title company. This is what they said. This was at 3.35. They said, hello, signing service owner. The notary has told the borrowers that I did not get the docs to them until late. They were sent 
at 12.04. So they're telling the signing service owner friend, hey, signing service, we sent the documents at 12.04. See the, you know, see attached. And then the notary scheduled a time with them at 1 o'clock. Okay? So the notary, or I'm sorry, the title company sent documents to the signing service at 12.04. A few minutes later, I'm sure, is when the notary got the documents and the notary set the time for them at one o'clock. The notary didn't show up until two 30. Okay. That's an hour and a half after the scheduled time. And the title company said, this is where the delay is. That's an hour and a half, right? I get it. The loan officer, remember this title, this message is coming from the title company. The loan officer told me that the notary is telling the borrowers that it is our fault, the title company's fault. This is not fair to us, the title company. We still do not have docs. Again, it's 335. And she is stuck in traffic. This is the screenshot of this. So that's 335. And again, at 440, my signing service owner friend says the title company still does not have documents at 440. So if she didn't get there until 230 and, and it's 440, she's not there yet. Um, and then at 445, so five minutes after she sent me the message, uh, my signing service owner friend said she just got to the title company. She said she was stuck in traffic, supposedly. So timeline... 10, uh, 45, my signing agent friend is telling me about the situation. Around 11 o'clock, she hires the notary. Around 12 o'clock, she gets the documents. The appointment is now scheduled for 1 o'clock. From the location where the signing, the notary agent is, it's going to be, yeah, maybe about an hour drive. So that so she has documents at 12 o'clock. She schedules around 1 o'clock. She doesn't get there until 2.30. And then she doesn't get back until 4.45. Like I said, it's about an hour drive. And she blamed it on traffic, and she blamed it on the title company not having documents. So, now that you know the story, let's talk about the subject to the topic of this week's episode. And it's this, do not throw anyone under the bus. Whose fault is this, right? I don't know. Again, we're waiting on documents, so... I don't know when the lender had documents. I don't know when the lender sent them to the title company. All I know is when the title company sent them to the signing service. And the signing service had them ready for the notary within a few minutes. That's what I do know. That the signing service got the documents at 12 soon after they uploaded the documents. What took the notary so long to get up there? I don't know. How long did the signing take? I don't know. Why did it take so long for the notary to get back? Again, I do not know. But what I do know is this, we do not throw anyone under the bus. We don't, you just don't do that. It's just bad business practice. It's not professional at all. It doesn't look good, right? Because do you think this signing service who said they've used this notary in the past will use them again? She will never use them again. I know there's a lot of signing agents in this area. So there's plenty to choose from. She will never use the signing agent again. Now that I know the story, do you think I will want to use the signing agent? Nope. I will never use the signing agent. 
Do you think I'm the only... Okay, my signing service owner friend. Do you think I'm the only other signing service owner she might have told? Maybe not. She might have told someone else. Let me tell you another story. Let me get my phone back out. Let me go to my messages. Someone asked a question in this uh, group. And let me look for the actual question before I say it. Let me find it real quick. Sorry, give me a moment. Oh, whoops, I'm in the wrong message thread. That's why. <laughs> All right, let me find my response. Some of these message groups I get in get pretty big. <laughs> they get a lot of messages. Um, okay, here we go. Signing service owner friend asked this question in a Facebook group. Why would a notary have 38 blacklists and only one negative comment? That's a good question. I see this a lot. And I don't know the real answer. So, on platforms, signing service owners can see the reviews. Like I, I've talked about this before, okay? So if you don't know this, go back to my old episodes. But signing service owners can put a review on a notary signing agent. A good review, a positive like they can put they can put a, a green good review. They can put a yellow like minor infraction. Like oh you know, they, they forgot a couple signature they forgot a couple initials. Like you would just think someone would know this, an experienced signing agent would know this. No, something minor. And then red. Like th this was a bad experience. This note here is terrible. And I've given some examples on this podcast. And then you can blacklist them and you can see how many have been blacklisted. So let me tell you, as signing service owners, we can see all the signing agents in the platform. I can see how many green reviews you've gotten, how many yellow reviews, how many red reviews, and how many times you've been blacklisted by other title by other signing services. So she asked the question, why would a notary have 38 blacklists and one negative comment? And my answer was, the word got around. I don't know if that's the real answer, but that is an answer, all right? I have had signing service owners talk about bad experiences and they'll mention the notary and others will start blacklisting them because they don't want that same experience. This is an, this, the, the first story I just told you is a great example of, of a signing agent that you might not want to work with. It's a signing agent who has lots of signings under I can see how many signings they've done on this platform in the last 12 months, three months, six months. Okay, I can see how many signings they've done. They are experienced. And to throw a title company under the bus to say, hey, sorry I'm late. The title company didn't give me documents until late, which is a lie, because now the signers are telling their lender, hey, why did the why did the notary not get their documents? We scheduled this for one o'clock, and they didn't show up until 2.30 because they said they didn't have documents. That gets back, the word spreads, okay? The signers tell the lender. The lender tells the title company. The title company tells the signing service. The signing service tells other signing service owners. Do you see where I'm going with that? The word got around. So why would, in this other second example, why would a signing agent only have one bad review, but so many others have blacklisted them? It's a great question. I don't know. Are they being petty, or was it a major infraction? Right, a major. If I see a review 
That's that's really bad. I mean, I'm not going to go black. I'm not going to go blacklist them. But I, I'm not going to hire them. I'm not going to even send the request to, like, hey, are you available? I'm not even going to send that to them for, like, major situations. Now, maybe it was something, like, they forgot to stamp a page. Maybe a signing service uh, owner gave a review, and they gave a negative review and said they, for, they didn't even stamp the deed. But that was two years ago. Hey, people make mistakes. I have forgotten to stamp a warranty deed in the past. Ugh, right? I can't believe I, I did that. And that was not too long ago. That was a few months ago. Uh, you know, mistakes happen. And it, you know, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take every review I see with a grain of salt. And I think all the signing service owners should also do that. Okay, just because you see a review, that's bad. Don't just go and blacklist them, right? They they might have made a mistake. It might have been an off day. Maybe they were new. This was two years ago. Like, I look at that, I see your bad review, and that was two years ago. I'm not going to blacklist them over something that happened two years ago. They probably have done hundreds of signings since then. They, they probably will never make that mistake ever again. So, I also want to tell this to the signing service owners out there. Just because uh, someone had a bad experience, you know, it doesn't mean that this, this signing agent is terrible all around. They just had a bad experience. An experience means a situation that happened one time, probably. Now, the story, this original story that I'm talking to you guys about today on this episode, you know, this is a major one. You, know, you show up an hour and a half late, and then you throw the title company under the bus? Not cool. You don't do that. You don't throw anyone under the bus. That's what I want to say on this episode. Do not throw anyone under the bus. You don't throw the real estate agent so or anyone involved. So let me tell you what I do, right? Because, of course, I want to give you guys tips on, on what to say, what to do. So let's say I'm at the signing, and we're going over, again, I always go over the settlement statement and the closing disclosure first. Always those two. Those are the final numbers. Usually, if those are okay, everything else is going to go through with the breeze, right? People want to know their numbers. What's my balance? What's my interest rate? What's my monthly payment? Oh, that's what they really want to know. Then What's my closing costs? That's what I start with first, every time. And everything goes well, then everything else should go well. But if they have a question... Who, you know, who really should have told them these fees? It's usually going to come from two people. Either their real estate agent should have went over these fees with them or kind of explained some certain fees, or their lender should have went over this. Again, if they're, if they're for example, like refinancing, a lot of times they should be getting these closing disclosures at least three days in advance. So they should know this. A lot of this should not be a surprise. Now, yes... Things do happen, um, and things are a surprise. Maybe the title company is now working on it. Like, oh, the estimated taxes are going to be a little higher than we thought. Uh, this payoff is is different than we thought. So, you know, things do happen. The, the water, sewer, garbage, uh, this, this came back different than what we were expecting. So, yeah, things kind of change, usually not by a ton. And... The signers are surprised, maybe. Let's, let's just say that. They're surprised with a the fee. They're surprised with the numbers. A little bit at the, at the when we get to the table. So what I say is I don't throw anyone under the bus. I might... Okay, let's do this other example. The story I gave um, last episode about kind of knowing all the roles a little bit. Where the signers and the, and the signing agent called me because it was a Saturday, and just had a question about the fees. And the, the, this example was the real estate agent commissions. They're like, oh, why are we paying for our real estate agent and 
we the sellers and also for the buyer's real estate agent <clears throat> that's a good example and what i say to that is oh oh okay so okay your real estate agent should have told you this and i don't say that to throw the real estate agent under the bus right it, it's 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 your uh what's what i'm looking for it's obviously like your cadence a little bit but it's also your intention my intention isn't to say oh your real estate agent should have explained that to you my intention is not to throw the real estate, real estate agent under the bus say oh i can't believe they didn't go over these numbers with you it's more like hey i'm i'm saying they're real estate agent because maybe that will trigger a memory where your real estate agent did go over these numbers with you and then they say oh wait yeah i think they did tell me that right that's my intentionality that's how I say things, all right? That's my tips to you guys. This is how I say things, is I don't, I'm not throwing the real estate agent under the bus, saying, oh, I can't believe real estate agent didn't tell you that. It's not how I said it, right? I'm like, oh, your real estate agent should have mentioned this. But usually, the sellers pay the com agent commissions for both the sellers and the buyers, real estate agent. And then when I say, oh, the real estate agent should have mentioned this, um, and then they say, oh, wait, and then they, they start picturing their real estate agent. They start picturing their conversations and they say, oh, wait, I think they did. Does that make sense? Where this is different. It's my intention. My intention is not throwing them under the bus. My intention is reminding them that probably the real estate agent did tell them that. And this example, that's what happened. Uh, another example is, let's just say, let's go back to the example. We're signing at one o'clock. We have a scheduled time at one o'clock. So around 11 o'clock, if I don't have documents, I'm reaching out to the signing service. Hey, have you heard anything yet? Right? So that's what I'm saying. Um, have you heard when we might expect documents? Again, these are these are from just a couple episodes ago that I talked about this. So if you're not caught up yet, please, please go back to listen to these other episodes. So I reached out a couple hours before. Hey, have you heard when we might re receive documents? And then let's just say the appointment's at 1 o'clock. 12 o'clock starts rolling around. I don't have documents yet. I'm going to reach out to the signers because there's a good chance I won't make it on time, right? Here it is an hour before the signing, two hours before I already asked for where the document, if, if we've heard any status on documents in a professional way. Uh, so maybe like an hour before, you know, I still have to print. I have to drive. Um, you know, it's going to get a little tough. To, to maybe make it on time. So I might give the signers a heads up. Hey, hey I know our appointment's at one o'clock. I know our appointment's in an hour, assigning, assigning appointments in an hour. So I wanna give you a heads up. I don't have documents yet, you know, and I still have to print them and, and drive over to you. So I might not be there at exactly one o'clock, but maybe a little bit after, but I'll keep you updated as soon as I get them. So I'm letting the signers know. There's not gonna be a shock that I'm gonna be late. I'm giving them an hour in advance notice. Hey, I'm, I don't have documents yet. Still waiting on them. And then I tell them, this, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to your lender. Again, I'm not throwing their lender under the bus. I'm not saying, you know, I don't know. Ask your lender. Again, it's my intentionality. I'm not blaming the lender. I'm not saying, your lender's late. They haven't given me documents yet. Now, in my head, am I thinking that? Sure. In my head, I might be thinking that. Like, what's up? What's up with your lender? Go find out. So in my head, I might be thinking that. But I'm not saying that out loud, right? Out loud, I'm saying... You know, I, 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 uh, hey, you know, our appointment's in an hour. Just want to let you know, I haven't received documents yet. I'm still waiting on them. And then I have to print them and drive over to you. 
So I might not be there exactly one. I might be there a little late. But I'll tell you what, I'll give you a call again once I get the documents. Because really, once I get the documents, I can look them over. I can start printing them and look them over while they're printing. And then I can call them and say, hey, I just got your documents. I'm printing them right now. And then you're about a you know, 20, 30-minute drive away from me. Uh, so I'll be there. I might be there at 1 o'clock, but you know, give, give or take 15. You know, I might, I'll probably be there, but probably between 1 and 1.30 I'll be arriving. Does that work for you guys? Usually most people are okay with that. But I want to. But I give them a heads up. But I'm not throwing their lender on their bus. I'm not saying, hey, ask your lender where the documents are. Don't ask me. Because they'll, they'll ask me, like, what's, what's the delay? Hey, don't ask me. Ask your lender. Right? I could say that. I don't say that, though. Now, it's tough, right? Because we're the front line. Us, the signing agents, we're the front line. And when I say that, I'm meaning we're the ones that have to go to them and see them face to face. And if they're angry, we're the ones that get the the, the blunt end of it, right? We, we, we get that. And it's, it's a little easier for me because, you know, here I am, six foot, 250 pounds, deep voice, and I with a big smile when I when they open the door, right? So, so you know, it's it's, it's easy for me because they're not going to yell at me. <laughs> I get that. There's a good chance they're not going to yell at me. But, you know, we're the front linesmen, and so I get it. It, 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 you know, we have to, we are the ones that have to put up with anything. But again, if you be professional about it all, the way I'm telling you, it won't be that bad. Hey, I know, I know we have an hour before the appointment. Uh, just want to let you know, I don't have your documents yet. So, you know, I still have to print them and drive over there. So, you know, I just want to give you a heads up. I don't have documents yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I get there. Hopefully I'll be there, you know, maybe between 1, one thirty. But I just want to give you that heads up. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to your lender. That's what I would say. So I'm being professional. I'm not blaming their lender. I'm just saying if you have any questions, reach out to them. Because what will happen if they do have questions? They're going to call their, their lender, their broker, and say, hey, um, the notary just called. Because they, they probably will say that the notary just called me and said we don't have documents yet. Uh, and that, you know they're letting me know they're going to be a little late. So just wondering what's, what's going on with our documents. So I'm trying to be professional because I don't want to throw them under the bus. But what will happen? There will be a chain reaction. Hopefully, the lender will explain to them the reason. Now, a lot of times when I show up a little late and, and I give them warning, hey, all right, I, I made it. Finally, we're here. Did, did they by chance say what happened? And I do want to know because maybe there's, there, maybe there's a fee change. Maybe there's, a, there's something that I should be aware of. So I do kind of ask just in case there's something that I should be aware of. Because when we go through the documents, I might have a question, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, they said, they said this." So, so I do kind of ask when I get there. But anyway, I will kind of ask. Like, did they did they mention why? But usually, there's a chain reaction that happens. If the lender did already send them to the title company, that lender is definitely going to let the title company know. They're definitely going to say, "Hey, we sent you. Hey, our borrower just called and said they don't have documents yet. We gave them to you. You know, this time." Or, you know, maybe they'll answer say, oh, yeah, we, we just sent them over. Give them a few minutes. But they might say, hey, we sent these two documents. We sent these documents to you last night. What's going on? The title company will be like, oh, whoops, here we are sitting on them. And then they'll, t- then they'll get them moving. Or they'll tell the signing service, hey, we gave you the documents. And the barber said they got a call that they don't have documents yet. And it might be a little late. What's going on? So we're hoping that either a chain reaction will occur to where we get the documents or the lender will give the explanation. A lot of times, lenders are bad at letting the borrowers know situations. They're, they're, they get kind of bad sometimes. 
Um, and I get it, right? They have a lot going on. They have a lot going on. So it's hard to maybe sometimes keep things in line, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but it happens, right? So, so even me, when a signing gets canceled, they say, hey, hey, notary, we're canceling this for whatever reason. I will still call the signers because a lot of times they don't get called. And they're just sit, stuck sitting at home waiting like, so where's the notary? Maybe they find maybe they look through their call history and they find the notary's number and call and say, "Hey, you're supposed to be here like an hour ago. What's going on?" Oh, they canceled it. Again, we're the front linesmen, so if we do show up again, right? It's like they have this negative look to us, maybe. So anytime a signing gets canceled or rescheduled, I do call the signer and say, "Hey, so I want to let you know. Hey, it's me, Derek, the notary. Uh, we you know we have an appointment today or tomorrow." So I'll let you know, I just got notified that this appointment is getting canceled or it's getting moved to, to the next day or tomorrow. Were you aware of that? And sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we, you know, we just got off the phone with our lender. Or no, we, we weren't even aware of that. Okay, that's just what I was told. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to your lender. Okay, I'm not throwing them under the bus. I'm just giving them direction where they can go. Because right? they, they might be confused or stumped. Like, what, what, I, what, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, feel free to reach out to your lender if you have any questions. Kind of gives them at least a starting point. Um, and then also, like, shows that I'm on the professional end. Hey, I communicated with them. I'm staying in contact with them. Um, you know, just, it just makes you, the signing agent, look good. And that's what I'm here to do. Help you become a peak signing agent. I hope that helped, right? Again, the moral of the story is don't throw anyone under the bus. It doesn't look professional. It doesn't look good for you. It just makes you look like a bad signing agent, all right? And you don't want that negative connotation. So I hope that helps. Hope that gives you tips. Real quick, though, if that did help you out, please share this episode with any other signing agents you might think of. And have you subscribed or followed yet? Please take this quick minute, minute if you haven't, to subscribe or follow on YouTube and any other podcast platform. It greatly, again, helps me out, and I would appreciate that. Because I want you to become the peak signing agent you were meant to be for you and your family. Because again, you deserve it. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye now.